Welcome to His and Hers Podcast, Skull Edition. Very sad uh, Skull chant. Um, recapping the debacle that was Monday Night Football in Philadelphia against the Philadelphia Eagles, losing 24-7 to at a place that I just don't like thinking, Lincoln Financial Field. We'll give our thoughts on what the game meant for the Vikings moving forward and how they can improve on the crapshoot that that was. That's next here on the His and Hers Podcast. All right, Paige, Kirk Cousins, uh, 2-10 and ten in primetime games. Ed Donatel's zone scheme, at least in the first half, got tore up by Jalen Hurts, and that Philadelphia offense looked like they were the – uh, the 1998 or 1999 St. Louis Rams, the greatest show on turf, just all up and down the field, all sorts of plays. Kirk Cousins throws three interceptions, and it looked like, um, obviously, the second game of O'Connell's career looked like he was out schemed, uh, out coached, and had and was his team wasn't as prepared as the team on the other side. Now, I want to preface that by saying it was Monday Night Football, combined with a home opener for a team and a fan base, one, the team that's expected to be good, now favorites to win their division, and for a fan base that is rowdy and very, very good at providing home field advantage uh, for their team. But what were your you know, takeaways from the game and what you thought watching uh, that three hours of pain? I don't know. I feel like like Kirk Cousins must be into some weird, like, satanist, like, soul to soul to the devil for some and his like rebuke was that he could never play well in a Monday night football game because it's just <laughs> absolutely disgusting. But I don't know. It was a really interesting game. Obviously, really painful to watch from a Vikings fan. It was interesting because the Eagles felt like they were just completely owning that game and destroying everything, but they went, they didn't score anything in the second half. And it's not so much to me that the Eagles won that game as it is that the Vikings lost it because we had a blocked field goal gave us such great field goal position. How does Chris Boyd not outrun the kicker there? I don't understand how he got, he either got, he either got by, caught by the kicker or the punter who was a placeholder holder. I still can't believe that he didn't make it in the end zone. Sorry. That just blew my mind. I know that was wild. So I'm like a block field goal and then an interception that puts us in perfect field, like perfect scoring position. And we don't capitalize on it. And not only do we not capitalize, but Kirk Cousins is literally throwing directly at Darius Slay. And I know on some of those, Justin Jefferson took the wrong route and he wasn't where he was supposed to be. But on those last two interceptions, like Kirk Cousins is just throwing it to Darius Slay. Like for someone who is usually so accurate with his passes, it was like he wasn't even looking in the right position. He looked nervous in the pocket. And usually he's so calm in the pocket. I mean, we saw that on the drive when we got that penalty that allowed us to score our only touchdown the entire game but in the second half Kirk Cousins looked like he didn't even know how to play football it was just absolutely it was just so weird to see that and I mean even on the field and he's targeting Justin Jefferson on the plays where he is completely covered by Darius Slay and yet when Justin Jefferson's wide open he's doing a drop pass to Alexander Madison for a two-yard route and missing those big open plays that propelled us forward against the Packers. And so it was just so weird. I think it was kind of like just a sticker shock of like, 
We open up with the Packers. Our offense just moved cleanly the entire time. We had read the defense so well. Kirk Cousins was putting it exactly where it needed to be. Justin Jefferson gets 184 yards. This game, Justin Jefferson gets 54 yards. It was so underwhelming. Adam Thielen didn't get targeted until the third quarter. And he's throw and Irv Smith Jr. can't catch anything in the first half. Yeah, I think back to like a couple of the plays where um, you know, if Irv Smith catches that that will route, you know, going to halftime down a score, 21-14. You know, the more time, it's always so funny because that game was so frustrating to me last night that like I um my daughter even told me, like, hey, uh, you know they can't hear you, right? When I was yelling at the TV. So it's always kind of a humbling moment when you have your uh, daughter teaching that type of stuff. But um, the more time I have to look back at that game, I just think it was, it was in essence, like a trap game, um, you know, being caught on the emotions of a really big, important divisional win week one and starting off a new era. Um, and I think that, I mean, you're never going to go 17 and 0. So you just understand the losses are going to happen. And the closer and closer we kept getting to the game, I just felt like this is probably the game that, you know, this is truly, the, it was truly the worst game that Kirk has played, like his first bad game since that game against the Falcons back in 2020, where he threw three picks and just looked discombobulated. Kirk is one of the the most unique quarterbacks. I'm still an admit like Kirk defender. I think he's a great quarterback and bad games happen. So I'm not, really worried about it too much it just sucks that for him it happens in prime time yeah because (laughs) all the credit that he was building from last year of um really high level play there was you know buzz in the media about him like taking like a big step forward i feel like now you know the next three games are 11 a.m 7 30 and 11 a.m so he's probably going to dominate those games but the narrative is going to be well it doesn't really matter uh because it's going to fall apart anyway um so I could just view it as a trap game. I think there's a few things that if happened correctly, um, we are in that game. So if Justin Jefferson runs the right, like that doesn't let his face get cut by Darius Slay on that post route, that ball was going to be right on the money. And if Irv Smith catches that will route, I mean, we're right in the um, right in that game, maybe potentially leading it. And, I think Kirk is one of the quarterbacks that he's just got to get in a rhythm early for him to stay confident in, in what he's doing. So, you know, those first two drives going three and out really stalled what I think we wanted to do. And then from there on out, we, by the time we started moving the ball, we were already down two scores and it, it gets tough in position when you're pressing. And you could tell that in the, in the third and fourth quarter of that game, Kirk cousins was just pressing a little bit. I mean, that drive out of halftime is really impressive. He was six for six. And I really do believe if if Jefferson doesn't let his face get crossed, that post is right there. He catches it. I think Kirk makes a jump in his confidence and and who knows how the rest of the game plays out. But the further we get away from it, the less worried I am um, about the team. Um, I think there are a lot of good things that happened in that game. Um, and the bad things were kind of patched up. It was good to see, as you mentioned, we gave up 24 points. They looked like they were about to run it up to get up to 48, 50 points. They didn't score. We first we had a block a block field goal. We forced the interception. That brings me a lot more. There was good halftime adjustments made. The Vikings moved the ball into the goal into the red zone three times in the second half. Didn't score any points off of it. But I think there was a lot that you have to like from that game. 
Yeah, it was so funny. It was like I was in full panic mode last night, just like, oh, no, I let myself believe in this too much and they're going to break my hearts again. It was actually all my Eagles friends um, that kind of talked me out of it today of like, this is still a playoff team. They're going to come back from this. The link is insanely loud. It was home opener. It was just kind of like a perfect storm for the Eagles. Um, and unfortunately, it was against the Vikings in prime time. But yeah, I mean, we've got Justin Jefferson. We've got Dalvin Cook. We've got Adam Thielen. Like, we're going to be okay. The offense will figure it out. And we're going to win some more games. Um, so I'm just excited to kind of use this as, you know, one of those great learning experiences. Like Kirk Cousins says, we're going to learn from it. We're, we we have to play better. And we will play better. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the thing is, you know, they're going to be home against the Lions in London against. So the biggest, the most difficult thing they're going to face here in the next three weeks is travel and their schedule in terms of rest because they play short week at at home against the Lions, which a Lion team playing really well. Um, and then they play in London against the Saints. And then they play immediately from London. They play at home against the Bears. So it's three straight weeks of very winnable football games. And games I feel like they will win, um, which will then put their, you know, they'll be four and one at the end of that point. I really feel like they're going to be four and one at the end of that, at end of this run. And that's going to set them up tremendously for the rest of the year. So, um, you know, there's a few really bright spots. Um, the defensive line played really well. They need to shore up the, the run gaps there. You know, some of the holes were pretty big for the running backs and Jalen hurts to run through. But we're still getting great pressure. Um, and there was a few plays that were made by Cameron Dantzler that gives you a lot of hope um, that he's continually progressing uh, in the right direction. So I mean, I Cameron Dantzler completely broke up like four plays. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, he did have a, a penalty that allowed them another set of downs. But it was him that broke up every play after that and stopped that drive. Yeah. So I, I, I like there's so much more to pull from it that like, well, this happened, this happened, this happened. Sometimes like you wake up and it's just not your day, you know, like yeah. sometimes NBA players, they go to the gym and they get blown out by 40 and it's just like, well, just the same shot I took all day yesterday that I was making, I'm missing today. And so just the stakes are so much higher in football because the games mean so much more. And what's crazy is like, yeah, this, you know, say that, you know, this week two matchup was between two teams this happens all the time. Not saying that it's going to be this year, but where it was actually the one and two seed in the in the conference that year, and that week two game determined who got the one seed. Like that's why these games mean so much and why it sucks to lose games. But it also shows you that you don't know where these two teams stand because week one, everyone's like, "Oh, trendy Super Bowl pick, the Vikings." Like they showed they could dominate a game. Now. Everyone's like, ah, I don't really even think they're going to make the playoffs. That's a funny thing about watching football and the up and down of how people feel because you you only get to see them once a week. And so you have to pull the biggest reactions from those games and how people look. So yeah, big bounce back. But I feel pretty good. I still feel good. They'll get it figured out. We're It's not dire yet. No. If we lose the Lions, I'm going to start getting a little bit more. I know the Lions are not the same Lions. But they're still the lions, right? Like they're still the lions. They still they still have they still should have an ability to disappoint their fans. Yeah. And I just don't think that if we lose if we let the lions go win two back to back games, that's just on us. We gotta that's a sign. 
Yeah, and luckily two of the the two of the next three games are at home. I think the Vikings team is just a different team at home in particular. So, um, you know, if you look at it, say they jump out to four and one, that would mean three and zero in the division, which is huge step forward. Um, and then you just hope the rest of the season shakes out. But I think the biggest thing that I look at at the offensive side is they got to get the running game going. I know that they fell behind in this game, so they weren't able to run maybe like they typically like, but. Dalvin Cook didn't really have much of a say in the offense. Um, and they got to spread the wealth a little bit. Um, Adam Thielen not being targeted till the third quarter is criminal. He's still a very good elite wide receiver um, that needs to have his share of the targets. So the more that you disperse it around to KJ Osborne, to Adam Thielen, uh, to Jalen Rieger, if he, if he gets in some packages, the more open Justin Jefferson is going to be for those really big, um, crucial third downs um, or big plays over the middle and down the field. So Can we just I talk think, about how relentless those Eagles fans were to Jalen Rieger. Yeah. I, I mean, the dude didn't even like want to be traded. He just wasn't good for him. And they just, just booing. They're just mad at him for not being a good receiver for him but i'm like geez okay we get it you don't need to do him every, every single time that he does anything every time <laughs> no it's funny is i mean a franchise that throws uh, snowballs at santa claus will surely boo a draft pick that doesn't work <laughs> out so i think that's just a good rule of thumb um I, I feel good though i don't know what your kind of closing thoughts on it are but uh we'll get into our preview pod later in the week you know it sucks to lose games uh, particularly if you get on social media, it sucks to lose games that everyone's watching. I think that's the one that annoys me the most is um, it was cool to beat the Packers because it was a pretty highly watched game. I really wanted to beat the Eagles because if you lose an 11 o'clock game in the NFL, it kind of gets like tossed aside. Not everyone's watching, mm-hmm. but those men throwing up a stinker and it doesn't matter what people say. That's what's funny, but I love listening to people talk about how good the Vikings are. But the Vikings could win their next five games, and people are just going to reference that Monday night stinker against the Eagles for the next five or six weeks. So um, very, very annoying, but I, I still have a lot of faith in the coaching staff and in this team and, and the talent they have on it. Yeah, agreed. Um, and just a, a rule of thumb, it doesn't ever help if you uh, wear a Vikings jersey and talk smack all day at work to everyone in your office to only come back the next day with an embarrassing loss. So we just prefer those 11 o'clock a.m. Uh, games uh, moving forward. Yeah, I, I think in most of their games, we pull up the Vikings, we see. So they play, like I said, 11, 7, 11, 7, 30, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11. Oh, now that's beautiful go. right there. That's that's what we need. Uh, and then they play uh, 225 and then Thanksgiving night, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11. Sweet. That is okay. There we go. That's See, what that's, we needed. That's Kirk Cousins time, right? That's enough time for him to wake up go to the game, come home, go to church, get in bed by 8.30. <laughs> uh, that's what he needs, and that's when Kirk is his most dangerous. So hopefully hopefully we can ride that out. But Skull Vikings till I die. Uh, I still feel very optimistic. One game doesn't make or break a season. We knew there was going to be some losses. We never predicted it'd be a perfect season, everybody. That's right. All righty, that'll wrap up this edition of the His and Hers Podcast, Skull Edition. Later this week, we have our preview pod for the entire uh, week three, as well as a Viking-specific 
one talking about the Lions and Vikings matchup at home on Sunday. Uh, we will have those releasing Friday morning. So make sure to tune in for the next edition of the His and Hers podcast.